0: Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Many of you have been faithful listeners and givers for the eight awesome years of this podcast, and we so appreciate you. We're taking a little break in order to redesign our podcast. In the meantime, we're putting up some of our favorite most listened to episodes. We hope they encourage you to apply grace to your daily life. This episode is from our Cure and Parent series. Listen in. Welcome to the True Face Podcast. So Bill, John, and Bruce are all gone. So that means that I get to go solo, get to do whatever I want. And since we're in the Cure Parents, I get to read to you out of order my very favorite part. Uh, But before that, so today is Wednesday, and John gets to speak to the uh, Midwest um, prayer breakfast this evening. And we're really excited about that opportunity. He gets to give the Two Roads talk there. And so if you want to be praying for the impact of that, that would be fantastic. And Bill and Bruce, I'm not exactly sure where they are, but uh, I'm sure they're off doing great things across the country. Um, So I had this conversation a few days ago with someone who called in. And they were talking to us about our high trust leader course. And that's our um, online course for groups to learn how to risk trusting each other so that they can learn to lead in that kind of environment and learn how to develop that kind of environment. And we were talking and uh, this gentleman was talking about how much he wanted to go through it with his grown kids. And as we continued to talk, he realized I probably need some more time before I go charging in and telling my kids that they need to take this with me, one, because it's expensive, two, because they've never heard any of this message, and three, because I'm a dad who has often gone charging in and telling my kids what to do. Come along with me because I'm excited, uh, and that excitement doesn't always last. And I thought that was a really fantastic introspection and also a good job of listening to that introspection um so that we can know how we're affecting others well when it comes to parents and kids um that's really really important and one of the things that i notice when i'm working with high school students is often uh parents don't think that they can share their stuff they don't think that they can share their hard or good moments from high school or maybe they're moments that they loved but they realize they don't really want their kids to repeat and so we don't get to know or our kids don't get to know us and especially we don't share our stuff now what we're struggling with now and and what ends up happening is we come become a little bit inhuman to our kids or to our teenagers and so there's this portion in the cure in parents that i want to read to you that I think is fantastic. And so the characters are are Sarah and Madison. So Sarah's the mom and Madison is uh, the teenage daughter. And it says, Sarah and Madison purchase a small bag of sea salt chocolates before sitting down on a beach overlooking the water. Oh, a bench overlooking the water. The chocolates now sit between them. The sky is turning purple as the two take off their sandals and put their feet up on the railing. They are overlooking bobbing boats and listening to the sound of the ropes, securing them by stret by stretching and lapping against the d- dock. When you were a girl, did you tell your mom stuff? Stuff? Y- yeah, like hard stuff? Sarah feels a rush of blood to her face to brace for what could be coming. Fair question. Uh, what kind of hard stuff? I don't know. Hard stuff. Stuff... You might be afraid to tell anyone. No, I I don't think my mom and I ever really had that kind of relationship. Uh, I I didn't think so. Sarah taps her sandals against the bench to a song coming from a saxophone player down the pier. In a concerted effort to appear unfazed for whatever hard stuff Madison potentially might be about to reveal, Sarah ventures, Do we have that kind of relationship? Both are looking straight ahead out into the harbor lights. I don't know. So try me? Is there any specific hard stuff you're thinking about? No. Then Madison changes her mind. Yes. It's Jeff, Mom. He's a good guy. Yes. He's. He's been touching me. What do you mean? Uh, I'm listening. On my thighs and stuff. It it scared me. I, I told him to stop, and he, and he did for a while. But a couple of days before we left for vacation, he did it again. Sarah decides her best bet is to let Madison continue. I, I didn't. I didn't want to tell you. Why? Sarah's heart is pounding. I don't know. Maybe I, I kind of liked it. Sarah, still tapping her sandals, smiles and says, <sighs> "Bobby Gardner. What? Bobby Gardner." cutest guy in freshman Spanish class. First boy to touch me more than kissing. Scared me too. Ah, oh, he was so cute. No boy that handsome had ever taken an interest in me. Bobby Gardner? Bobby Gardner. So what did you do? I didn't know what to do. There was no way I was going to tell my parents. They would have made an immediate phone call to a, a nunnery or a police. I, I was too embarrassed to tell my girlfriends. Mom, what did you do? I can still remember. You lay there in bed at night all shocked and excited and embarrassed at these new feelings and at the same time not knowing if this boy giving you those feelings will be in your life next week. You feel alive, excited, happy, and alone and dirty all in the same moment. Mom, what did you do? What did, what did you do? Bobby had a neighbor. Both sets of parents started carpooling to the two of them to school and Bobby and Tammy were together every morning, so suddenly Tammy was all hot, wearing her big sister's clothes and doing her makeup, and I never stood a chance. Bobby handed me a note after class one day saying he just wanted to be friends. <sighs> that was the worst pain I had ever felt. I remember thinking, but, but you said... You said... <sighs> I felt used, stupid, ugly. Sarah takes the chocolate out of the bag and finishes it before she speaks. Whew. Never told anyone what I just told you now. No one. You carry stories like that inside and hope they'll go away, but... uh, Like that woman on the podcast says, Madison finishes it for her. Unresolved issues get buried alive. Yeah. Thanks, Mom. For what? What? Not freaking out on me? Oh, I'm freaking out. I just don't want you to see it. I I know, I I guess that's... Thank you. You're welcome, Madison. I sometimes forget you you were my age. It was decades ago. We churned butter and used charcoal to write notes. (laughs) They smile, still looking out at the lights. Mom, what do I do? Well, I, I can tell you my first response. What? We have Jeff arrested and move you into a nunnery. Too strong. (laughs) Yeah. We have to do something, right? Um, yeah. But at the moment, I'm not exactly sure what that is. Jeff's a good, good kid, isn't he? I think so, Mom. I don't think he's Bobby Gardner. Sarah pauses a moment before asking, Do you want to tell your dad? I don't know. I know Dad loves me, but there's no way we could have a talk like we're having right now. Tell me about it. He's my husband. To this day, I still never told him about the time I rear-ended a parked school bus. You rear-ended a parked school bus? No one was in it. A parked school bus? I was looking at my phone. Next thing I know, I'm getting a ticket for hitting a school bus. No way I was going to tell your father. A parked school bus. You're not supposed to tell me stuff like that. You're a bad influence, Mom. Again, they're both laughing into the night air. Sarah continues, But I have to say, what your dad did tonight, that was a huge moment for him. I know. All right. Why don't we come back to this? Deal? Deal. So that's one of my very favorite sections of the book, because so few parents let their children into the humanity of themselves. And often, as you read, just like Sarah, so few adults let each other or anyone into the human moments the moments that most make us ache the most uh, moments that in our stories that most define us and that we're trying to run from and build capacity against and succeed and perform to forget about and and yet they sit there murky and they, they affect us and so when you're thinking about how to lead your family and thinking about how to lead your adult children, if they'll let you, one of the best things that you can do is to remind them that you understand you're human and that you never matured out of needing Jesus and that there is no such thing. And that even in a society that tries to get you to get good enough and fast enough and smart enough and righteous enough, um... That there is no maturing past needing the daily goodness of Jesus for our real stuff, and by the way, we already are righteous, and we already have everything that we need. Um, but every day is is a process of of allowing that to wash over those things that are painful, and the things that are wonderful, and um, this book is one I'm so excited about. And I do think that it's one that is very shareable. I think it is something that even uh, someone who doesn't have a strong relationship with Christ, someone who doesn't even go to church, I think that they could pick this up and get the principles and get to see the beauty of how Jesus does walking with people. And when you talk about family, that's what people want. They want that hope. So The Cure in Parents is available on Amazon now. It's also available on Kindle. And actually right now it's, uh, I think it's $6 for some reason. I-, I didn't do it, but they made it far less expensive. And so if you want to go grab that, then that would be a really good next uh, step. And we'll see you next time on the True Face podcast. Thanks for listening to the True Face podcast. If you would like to join the many listeners who support True Face financially, or sign up for our monthly newsletter, please visit trueface.org. If you'd like to read the materials these podcasts reference, visit trueface.store.